now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George McKay back here on a special MLW Rewind. And I never do this alone. I always do this with my PIC, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Ahoy, hoy. What's happening? What's happening is right behind us. That's right. We're here to discuss Fightland. Our thoughts, our understandings, and our predictions for the possible future of where these storylines are going to go with an incredible swerve at the end that left a lot of jaws hitting the floor when Fightland was all said and done. Let's get into it. Let's go. Okay, here we go. First, first match of the card was that tag team title match, right? This is the final chance for SGC to gain these tag titles from the calling. Now, as we know, the last couple of weeks, the calling has had major issues in terms of cohesity and everything like that. Ricky Shane Page and Akira on very different pages in the calling playbook. And SGC, they're ready for a fight. Manners and Matt Justice, they took it to him in this ladder match. It was incredible. Matt Justice pulling off some insane fucking maneuvers as he always does. Ricky Shane Page and Akira bleeding as they always do. This was your standard calling versus SGC match 101. This was a play-by-play seamlessly, but we finally got what we wanted. That's right. SGC were able to dethrone the calling and our new reigning defending MLW Tag Team Champions. But if we're not over there, at the end of this match, we finally got to see the fallout between Akira and Ricky Shane Page, they came to blows. Akira with the double birds in Ricky's face, and eventually Talon, Cannonball, and everything in between. Three-on-one assault on Akira, leaving him in the middle of the ring. The calling card in his mouth, shades of the origins of the calling. And now Akira, we can say, is firmly out of the calling, and Ricky Shane Page is firmly in hold as the leader of the calling, now that Raven is pretty much MIA or faded into the background, if you will. Rob, your thoughts on this match? And oh, man, this was great. Like, just I, just off the top, this was a really enjoyable pay-per-view. All the matches were great. It was only uh, four. It was only only four, but it it they counted. And I mean, we'll, we'll get, because the length of the last match, which we'll get to, uh, there was only four matches, but it was four absolutely solid matches. And to open it off with this one, just set the tone. It was bloody. It was brutal. A uh, little bit of trouble, I think they had with the ladders trying to trying to get over. There was a couple times where everyone kind of had to pitch in to make sure the spots were hit the way they were supposed to be hit. But Akira took a lot of uh, unsavory bumps. One of the tables did not break. He also caught a corner on a dive from the top on the outside of one of the tables. So Akira definitely worse for the wear. Ricky actually had a, a bad spill on the outside, landing on the ring stairs. Then onto the concrete floor yeah, so it Ricky's, looked pretty Ricky's, painful like all these guys can take a beating and keep going uh it's a bunch sure. of energizer bunnies in there but if, if if there was one and i hate to do that but if there's one complaint i could have that kind of took me out of the the match it was the finish where everyone's up on the ladder but like you had you had like akira up there and you had matt up there but and then you had like just manders kind of up on the ladder but not doing anything when he could have been grabbing the titles and it just it was like i don't know if it was just the timing of everything got a little mixed up that that took me out because i'm like why isn't he he's just up there like gassed I'm like grab grab the belts like akira's tied up right now ricky's in the freaking ladder grab the belts and he didn't grab the belts so that was if, if i can be you know that guy constructive yeah constructively just did, did my only little complaint didn't 
didn't take away from the fact that it was a fantastic match overall. Like it was enjoyable to watch. And that's my litmus test is, did I enjoy myself? Absolutely. Great match. Blood everywhere. They beat. I, I, I like these kind of matches where there's, there's violence, but it's not necessarily like a death match. There's no, people aren't getting carved up with light tubes. It was just good bloody wrestling. So I, I thought it was great. We got new tag champs. It's been a while coming. SGC have just been uh, a breath of fresh air in MLW. Their promos, their in-ring in ring work is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy to see those guys capture gold. Uh, they deserve it. They've, they've both been around a number of years. And uh, nice to see them get that accolade. Yeah, I would agree with you on pretty much everything you said, even the part about that that one spot that maybe took us out. Uh, but there were a lot of surprises tonight. I mean, even though this wasn't a surprise, we knew everything that was going to happen in the match happened the way we knew it was going to happen and the fallout happened the way we knew it was going to happen. Still didn't take away from the surprise because I thought maybe they were going to hold off on the fallout for a little bit, but no, it was perfect timing. It needed to happen here. And uh, now the storyline will obviously be Akira going out for vengeance against uh, the remaining members of the calling. So that'll be exciting. Next match on the card was Matt Cardona versus Mance Warner. And this one is simple. Do what you got to do. Get the win or else the loser leaves MLW. And this match was great. This match had everything that you want from a Matt Cardona and a Mance Warner match. Matt Cardona had his ego inflamed. St. Laurent was out there in that same tracksuit. And yeah, okay, sure. He's looking spot on. And uh, Mance Warner was Mance Warner. Came out wide-eyed, ready to fight. Doors, tables, 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 ring boards. Oh my! Everybody went through everything. When it was all said and done, we had a interference at first, looking like it was gonna be for Mance Warner, but then turned out to be for Matt Cardona. That's right, Steph Delander. Y'all know her well. If you follow Matt Cardona, you know exactly who she is. She came out. She is romantically linked to Mance Warner behind the scenes, but. She kissed him, and I thought for sure she was going to go at Cardona, and maybe there was going to be a little testament to their business relationship. But no, she ends up turning on her bow, on her better half, and literally puts Mance Warner through a table. Cardona gets the win, and he then proceeds to celebrate with a little na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey-hey-hey. And St. Laurent gets in the ring. He loves karaoke everybody's happy mance is obviously not happy because he's leaving the crowd is not happy but mance goes out the way mance warner knows how to go out with a punch right to saint laurent's face and then he gets escorted out of the building and out of mlw so sgc went from three to two real quick i enjoyed this match i enjoyed this story we knew that cardona probably was not going to be leaving considering he's a new number one contender for whoever wins for the main event in this pay-per-view tonight and he's going to get his ticket punched for one shot to face either for two or kane as the match went deeper, but I enjoyed this match. Sucks to see Mance Warner go, but I feel, I feel like Court Bauer will have something up his sleeve, some kind of stipulation to somehow work Mance back into the MLW fold. Bring him in, bring him back in a mask. Everybody will know it's him, but just put him in a mask. Absolutely, and that'll be that'll be the the running joke. Like we know it's Mance, but it's not Mance. It's not Mance. You can't prove it. Right, you can't prove it. You don't physically see him. You know, you think. But you're not sure. And it'd be even funnier if they build him as being like from Mexico and just had him speak really bad short sentences of Spanish. Like broken. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I, I mean, I, I know you some of you guys watch, like, come on, this is an idea here. Roll with this. Uh I mean, what can you say about Matt Cardona? I, I feel like he's one of those guys where because he's such a charisma machine, mm. that maybe his in-ring work kind of gets overlooked. He's solid, man. Like, Cardona works really well. His selling is on point. He makes other people look good. 
Uh, I, I mean, it, it sucks. I really hope Mance isn't done with MLW because he's been one of my favorite things about MLW over the past year. It just Mance brings so much energy in and out of the ring. You can't help but love the guy. So I hope it's not totally the end of him. But it was a good match. Like I said, Cardona, I don't think his in-ring work necessarily gets enough credit. Hmm. Uh, big, screw, agree. big screw finish. Actually, at the, at the time I was mad. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this finish. Yeah, it, he actually became a hardcore mark for about five minutes. I was like, I don't, I don't like this finish. Well, because I'm like, I don't want to see Mads go. But I was like, it was like a, a, you thought he was getting help and then he got screwed again. I'm like, I'm like, even Dusty Rhodes would be like, what the fuck is this? But it grew on me over the, the the couple hours that have elapsed since then, so I get it. But we'll see what happens with with old Mancer. I don't think this storyline is done. I think the storyline is just heating up in the best ways. Who knows? Mance may buy a ticket to the next show. He could come back as a viewer, as, as a, a fan, fan, and then somehow interfere in the match at one shot. I could see that happen. Do the, do the old uh, flock and just sit in the front row. Yeah, pull a Raven. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, the calling has an opening. Why not? Uh, next match on the card was that incredible Lucha Rules tag match. We had Rocky Romero and Barbaro versus Ichiban and Mascara Dorado 2.0. Look at me. My Spanish is getting a little bit uh... close. El Barbario, or it was a Barbario Cavernario. Yeah, I didn't want to pronounce the last name, so I just went with Barbario. Which, uh, I, I, as my Spanish is, is horrible. You've heard me try a little bit of Spanish on, you know, on occasion, but uh, it, it, it translates to Caveman Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, did I was unfamiliar with this gentleman? Did a little bit of research. He is pretty well experienced. He's worked New Japan. He's been around a long time. Only thirty years old, but he's been he was working in Japan when he was in his early twenties, doing tournaments there, working CMLL. Yeah, I did my research myself. He debuted at sixteen. In yeah, Mexico. multiple champion, multiple mask collections as well. Lost his mask, but has gone on to collect a lot. And if you know Lucha Libre wrestling like we do, you know masks are sometimes more important or imperative than titles. And he's got. From what Wikipedia said, and again, you got to take Wikipedia with a grain of salt, but I believe it said he's got a half a dozen masks in his collection, and that's pretty huge uh, if you're taking yeah. six or seven masks uh, off of guys. Yeah, tremendous work rate. He looked good. He's he's a beefy boy. He's got strength, but really quick. Oh, uh, the speed, very, very, like if you look at him, you wouldn't think he had the speed, but man, he can go. And and to say nothing of the other three guys in this match. Oh, I mean, R- Romero being the veteran, Ichiban being the newest comer, and then, uh, again, Mascara Dorado, he's also only two years in, 2.0, given that name in Heritage for what he can do. And this guy can do so entertaining, so incredible. The moves he could pull off the fly, that little run around the ring into the uh, almost look like a one-winged angel, but a reverse one-winged angel oh, a little yeah, bit. Was insane. Like, they, they, here's the thing. That corkscrew Hurricane Rana that he pulled off, too? Yeah. The guy did a standing corkscrew into a Hurricane Rana. Like, how could you not be fucking impressed by that? Like, especially in this day and age, it is hard to innovate. It is hard to do things Very much so. that have not been done before. Like, I'm a musician, right? There's only so many chords you can play. That Like, like there's so many songs that are derivative or, they, that you know, like, this song is the same as this song. Just this is moved, this chord's moved over here. It's hard to innovate. And when you come up with something that's new and exciting, that's the mark of somebody with a tremendous wrestling brain. Like there's a guy, I always say Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel innovates. It's one of the reasons he's a fantastic wrestler. Some people can imitate. Anybody can learn how to do something else. But to create something exciting, like Mascara Dorado 2.0, showing us stuff we've never seen before. Ichiban as well. Ichiban. 
Like that is tremendous. And it, it even Rocky pulled out some fresh stuff that I hadn't seen before. I also think it depends on who you're in there with the ring with, who's willing to allow that creativity to really come forward. But you know that this match had shades of Rocky Romero all over it. He put this, he probably definitely had a hand in putting this match together and it was incredible. But how, what's more incredible is that Ichiban and Dorado score the win. And at the end of it, all we saw was Ichiban dead center of the ring going like this. He is calling his shot. He wants that middleweight title. And now Selena, considering that he's got a win over Rocky via maybe a tag win, nonetheless, he's got a win over Rocky, which puts him definitely as a number one contender for that middleweight title. So I think that match three weeks out, we are only literally three weeks out from one shot. We are definitely going to see that match being one of the matches on the card for sure. Rocky and Ichiban will happen, but this match was entertaining as fuck. Like Rob said, it's hard to you can imitate, but it's hard to innovate now. And for us to sit back after that match, watching all the wrestling that we do and look at each other and being like, I saw half a dozen things I've never fucking seen before. That says something. So do not sleep on the incredible, both of these guys from CMLL, much like Rocky. If you're sleeping on CMLL, CMLL, please do not sleep on them. They are fantastic. And you know what's a great thing? If you have the Flight, Flight Plus subscription, you get a chance to get some archival CMML stuff. Again, we've talked about it. What's the price point, Rob? $7.99. Guys, $7.99. My subscription for Disney Plus just went up to $14.99. So I'm paying almost double for Disney Plus what I do for Fight Plus. That is an incredible fucking price point. Probably the cheapest combat streaming service that there is right now. And you get a shit ton of bang for your buck. Fight man. Plus doesn't have the X-Files, though. Okay, moving on. We go to our main event. That's right. A dream match for a lot of MLW fans. A dream match for wrestling fans, period. Jacob Fatu versus Alex Kane, one-on-one. -on -one. This match was given a 60-minute time limit, and when it was all said and done, the running time of this match was 48 minutes even. 48 minutes, these two destroyed each other. I have never seen Jacob Fatu in my fucking life get manhandled the way Alex Kane manhandled him. But I have also never in my life seen Alex Kane get the amount of punishment that Jacob Fatu did to him. Two hip toss suplexes, Fatu's hip was destroyed. But did that stop Fatu? No. He shaded up and down shades of the past of the Samoan dynasty with all the maneuvers that he was pulling out. But my favorite spot in this match was Alex Kane hitting a running Simone drop on Fatu into a fucking spear in almost three seconds flat. Picture it in your head, ladies and gentlemen, because that's exactly the time that it went down. How did this match end? It ended via technically a TKO because Fatu was put in the fade to black by Alex Kane. He did not tap. What he did do was go to sleep. He faded to black, ref stoppage on this match, 48 minutes what a fucking show but did it stop there no it did not stop there the wtf that's the world titan federation running out cardona lawler with weapons wrenches i think one of them had a steel pipe looked like maybe the club that protects your car from anti-theft anti-theft device anti-theft device they were beating the shit out of kane and thomas in the center of that ring and then you know what we got Bumaye to come out and help, but they were getting destroyed. Then out of nowhere, this guy who looked like Alex Hammerstone from Wish shows up. Don't know his name, but this guy's a titan in his own right. I'm sorry, dude. I don't know your name yet. When I do, I'll apologize. But right now, that's what I'm going with in my heart, okay? But then the lights fade to black. And we're wondering what the fuck happens. And then guess what? 
Alex Kane, the real Alex, or sorry, Alex, Alex Hammerstone, Hammerstone, the real Alex Hammerstone shows up in a WTF shirt and fucking swerves everybody for weeks. We've been hearing about how Hammerstone wants out of his MLW contract, how he wants out of MLW. He's sick and tired of MLW. He has no respect for court power. None of this stuff. We heard it all. And then boom, the fucking swerve to end all swerves. Honestly and truly, we looked at each other and this reminded me of Shades of early NWO, not all the different revamps of NWO, but classic black and white NWO where everybody was surprising everybody with who was turning. You couldn't trust anybody. And the WTF stands tall with Matt Cardona holding Alex Kane's title, basically saying the prediction is real. And what they expect in December is that this will happen. Hammerstone is part of the WTF. Steph DeLander is part of the WTF. This new guy who looks like Hammerstone's twin brother he is part of the WTF. Snitsky, not there. Part of the WTF. Lawler, WTF. Cardona, WTF. Like, look at the names I just listed. Three, two of them are former MLW heavyweight champions. Lawler and Hammerstone. And the best part was when Fatu stood up to try to fight them, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Hammerstone beat him down and kicked him out of the ring like he was absolute fucking trash. After a 48-minute war, this happens. My mind is blown. But St. Laurent is hands down the best booker right now that's happening in MLW. Actually, I'll say best booker that's happening right now in pro wrestling in terms of the entertainment value. Because WTF, whether we want to or not, they're fucking taking over. But shout out to Fatou and Kane, man. You two deserve nothing but our respect. You killed each other for us. And that's incredible. Uh, gentlemen, Mr. Fatou, Mr. Kane. You should both be extremely proud of that match. That brought me that brought me back. That reminded me of being a kid and watching some of those big pay-per-views. And, and I'm an old guy, so you, you can figure what I'm talking about. Watching some of those old pay-per-views, matches went longer. Pacing was a bit slower. I mean, we're used to, especially in this day and age with wrestling, pacing is very quick. Very quick. Mm -hmm. Matches are going. You know, lucha matches, everything, everything's quick. You guys slowed it down. It was old school. It was old school meets new school. There was a tremendous amount of punishment dished out from both sides. There was psychology. There was a time limit that when you hear a time limit, you automatically, especially in this day and age, because again, time limits are more of a thing of the past. I hear 30 minute time limit. I assume they're going to damn near 30 minutes and that the time limit is probably going to be some sort of gimmick in how the match finishes. So the fact that it was a one hour time limit, but you just went to 48 minutes, you didn't make it like he pinned you at 59, 59. And like, that was even a, a good thing to do. I will say, sorry to interrupt, but I got to get this point out. I will say that this match reminded me of Steve Savage. Yeah. There, it, it had shades of incredible, impeccable storytelling that I haven't seen in a long time. And it was one word for me, refreshing. Yeah, it, it was refreshing as fuck to see this in was, this day and age. It was like a throwback match in modern times. I really, really enjoyed this. This is this is the kind of match that and I don't say this often because I, I talk about matches like Omega Okada or AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. But like this is a match where if somebody says, I don't know a whole lot about professional wrestling, give me something to watch that kind of this is a match. Like you want to see a good old school match, psychology time. This is the match to watch. You guys should really like this was a great way to close the show. And then never mind the, the finale of of you know, it was it was 
not really released that Hammerstone had been granted his release. There was no press release. There was no social media post. But it apparently happened, and he shows back up as part of the WTF. Uh, I thought, again, this was played extremely well. Why? Where's Hammer been since he lost the title? MIA. We've talked about it a few times on no MIA. And and that's what sold this as a he's unhappy. It's like like us as fans are like, well, yeah, I mean, he's clearly he's not getting used. We got swerved. Know. We got I thought you swerved us. I thought I legitimately thought this motherfucker was gonna go on free agency, maybe do an indie run and then get picked up by AEW or WWE. Who fucking knew the sky's the limit for Hammer because he's a great talent? But no, you swerved us. So Corp Power and team? You swerved us. And and like, you know, we're fans. We're 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 slightly on the inside because we know a little bit. But you, you completely threw us with this. We weren't even expecting this to be a possibility. Factual. Uh, I didn't even, like, we didn't, we were talking about it between us, you know. And we're, we were, were throwing around ideas. Yeah, but, but no, it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Like, yeah. Like there were, no, nobody, that didn't even come. So you swerved us. Congratulations. That is excellent. That's storytelling. I, I want to get swerved. I want to just be a fan and get swerved like that. And on I, a night where we had one of the most historic, you know, full gears, that AEW has ever put together, MLW comes up with this as healthy competition. Not to say that MLW and AEW are even in the same ballpark, but to have what they have for two hours and throw down that forty-eight hour master or forty-eight minute masterpiece was nothing short of incredible. Uh, Alex Kane and Jacob too. Everyone on that roster tonight was a fucking star. Great, great, fantastic show. Uh, definitely something I would like watch again. Like, this is the kind of pay-per-view you could watch again. And if you have a Fight Plus subscription, you can watch it again anytime. See how we do that, guys? See how we tie it in? Fight. Sponsor us. We tie in a lot of your shit. We pick it up. And I pay monthly for the subscription. I don't have it for free. I pay for it, okay? I do. Pay for it. I use his. Rob gets it for free because he just used me. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. It is what it is. Guys, we are three weeks out from one shot. This Thursday, we have MLW on Thanksgiving. Now, there may be a little bit in terms of schedule changes for the MLW rerun. We'll keep you posted. We've had some issues with getting the links earlier, so we may have to watch it with everybody else, which is not a problem, and then just drop our review shows or our rewinds on Fridays. But guys, nonetheless... We love everything that we're doing. And of course, at the beginning of the show, like you said, you can find us on SNME. You can also check out the Straight Talk YouTube page. All the links are in the socials below. Even Uncle Bobby B's, which I have added to the links in the social below because he only has one link. We're not even going to bother talking about it because he only has one link. That's maybe why I've been getting some follows. Maybe. Well, I get one a day, but it's usually like a cam a cam performer or a scam. All right. Yeah. All right. On that note, then we're, this is not a scam. This was one hell of a No, we are show. not a scam. No, this, this was a great, a great way to end the weekend. And I couldn't, I couldn't say anything more, but great things about this card and MLW keep doing your thing, man, because you guys are so underrated in terms of the stories that you tell that people need to wake up. And if they're not following you, they should be because hey, this was fantastic. It wouldn't surprise me if the, this match like makes the wrestling news because it was such a banger. Absolutely. Listen, Alex Kane is ranked 34 in PWI's 500. So a lot of eyes are on Alex Kane. Fatu, everybody knows who Jacob Fatu is. He's already a household name. But this match cements both of these guys into legacy status. Uh, the finish, Kane was tough. Fatu stayed strong. It's everything you want from this type of match and more. No. They literally used everything but the kitchen sink, and they entertained the absolute fuck out of us. No, you guys crushed it amazing amazing match be proud of yourselves you 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 did it you fucking earned it yeah and that's it guys that's it for this one peace love and wrestling thank you for watching our fightland review don't forget we are three weeks out from one shot so keep your ears and eyes peeled for that when it drops deuces
Adiós.